For Mervis Diamond Importers, I'm Ronnie Mervis. Along the edge of the African continent lies an isolated coast where millions of diamonds have been hurled by a volcano into the sea. For centuries, they've been scattered by the waves. Entry to the area is forbidden. 200 miles of coast are guarded by dogs and electric fences. A constant battle is fought against the fierce Atlantic Ocean to harvest the seabed. Giant earth movers shift the beach sand, searching for diamonds. The diamonds that are recovered are excellent. Mervis imports them to DC and for three generations has offered them to you. When you're thinking world-class diamonds, visit Mervis Diamond Importers. You'll be impressed at the amazing beauty of our incredible collection. Mervis Diamond Importers. Mervis means more diamonds, much better quality, and the most value. Mervis is the ringleader for the latest engagement rings and wedding bands. Easy financing is available. For an appointment, go to MervisDiamond.com or call 800-HER-LOVE. That's MervisDiamond.com or 800-HER-LOVE. Are you ready? Let's make some noise, come on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Broad Street Line. I am Roy Burton alongside me, as always, my tag team partner, a man who cried like Nick Sirianni when he heard the news that Dave Matthews' band was going on tour this <laughs> summer, one Chris Domingo. Mr. Domingo, I know it's a little tough a few days later, but how do you feel, as I always ask during this pandemic, this air quote Saturday morning, sir? You know what, Roy? I am proud of myself. I was like everyone else. I was pretty, I was pretty, I wouldn't even say heartbroken. Cause like, I mean, like, 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 I, I mean, it was a pretty terrible way to lose a game. It was like, I don't know. Just, I, I don't, I'm trying to I, I'm like, like maybe we can go into this later. It's like, what gutted you the most? Like, I don't know. Was it like, I don't know the defense, just, I don't know, forgetting how to play defense. Um, Patrick Mahomes basically like, but didn't we say, in the begin, like before all the predictions, that the only way that the Chiefs were going to win is if Patrick Mahomes gives you an all-time, like I don't know, like tour de force f- performance, and he did. And like a friend of mine, like mentioned this, like before, like talking about it, it's like this is a Mahomes legacy game. This this did not get get played much. Like I don't know, but a lot of the focus was on on the Eagles and the Kelsey brothers, but. There wasn't much talk about Mahomes, and like I don't know if you're like if you're if you if one of your aspirations is to be the goat eventually, you don't go one and two, you don't go under five hundred in Super Bowls, and I and I think people, I know the media loves Patrick Mahomes, but I don't know if like they emphasize the importance the importance of the Super Bowl for him, and like mm-hmm. I don't know, like because I, I think we just assume the Eagles were the better team. The Eagles, the better team usually never win, like, doesn't always win. I mean, like, Roy, if I had to flip it around, how would you prefer to lose a Super Bowl? The way the Eagles lost the Super Bowl or the way the New England Patriots lost lost the Super Bowl to a backup quarterback with a <laughs> fluke trick play? Yeah. I, like, it, yeah. it, like, I mean, sometimes I feel like that loss is kind of like, okay, we're e- the, the football guys are even with the Eagles now. Yeah, no, it's uh, it kind of feels like uh, like I don't say even. Yeah, like you know that that's a good way to put it. Yeah, it's like the the Eagles got a you know kind of got one you know with their forty one to thirty three win in Super Bowl fifty two. But again, there was a slugfest between two of the better quarterbacks in the NFL, and the better one won out. And of course, for those of you who don't know, we will talk heavily about Super Bowl fifty seven, where we'll break down 
you know, all the drives, all the important drives, pretty much every drive was important in the game, but we'll break down a game, um, you know, drive by drive, quarter by quarter. You know, we'll tell you what this means for Patrick Mahomes, because as Chris said, this was a legacy defining game for him. I'll tell you what it means for Jalen Hurts, because again, this this was the start of of our, our another chapter in the legacy that he's building as he filled off Eagles quarterback. So we have a lot See, to that get to. For, so, sorry, yeah. Roy, that for me is why I'm not bummed out three, four, sorry, air quotes, six, six days. days later. Yeah. I'm not. Like, I don't know, because I got, like, we got something that we didn't think that we had before the season. Right. That's a franchise quarterback at least for the next half decade. Let's – can we please pump the brakes on the next 10, 12 years? <laughs> We got to not do that anymore. Like, I don't know. How many times did we say, oh, Carson Wentz is going to be the quarterback of this franchise for the next 10, 12 years? No, that yeah. that ain't happening, bro. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's take this in little bits for what it's worth. Again, like, I'm sure we'll get the news at some point this offseason that Jalen Hurst is going to be re-signed. I don't care what the length of the contract is. We will talk about that later in the show. But, again, let's just kind of enjoy the next, you know, two, three, four, five years and kind of see where that takes us. But, again, heavy – on the football talk on this edition of the show. Of course, if we have time at the end, and we'll try to make time at the end, we will talk about the big event on the WWE calendar, the premium live event for February, uh, known as Elimination Chamber in Montreal. So, oh, we're not talking well. uh, Sixers, Cavs? I'm, I'm, I'm very disappointed. I, I know I'm just the wrong person to talk talk with because I know you are not excited about a team that's won its last four games heading into the All Star break. But that's neither here nor there. We won't talk about. I had that. no idea it was the All Star break. I'm, I'm sure you did. I, I know. You, I know. You, and I have a question for you about that too. And, I, and I'm pretty sure that that you weren't aware that it is the All Star break. But it is. Uh, but until then, we will talk about all things football here on the Broad Street Line 106.5 FM, WPPM LP Philadelphia. Any shout outs, my friend? Nope. Let's just say the usual thank. You. Cool. Thank you guys, as always, for listening to us and supporting us here on 106.5 FM, WPPM, LP, Philadelphia, or wherever you get your podcast: Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube Music, Spreaker, all that good stuff. Just do a search for the Broad Street Line, download us to your phone, your iPad, your MP3-enabled device, listen to us at home, take us with you on the go. Again, we are a very, very accessible show. Also, for those of you who are on the Twitter machine, you can follow us there as well. Chris is at SKD215. I am at the BS line. This weekend, two conflicting events going on. I'm going to ask you the question related to something that you mentioned, you know, 30 seconds ago. I don't even know. You're, I know what your answer is going to be because we've done this show a long time. I'm going to ask you this question anyway. Two big events on Saturday night. WWE Elimination Chamber. All-Star Saturday night. Chris Domingo, what's on the TV? What's on the iPad? <laughs> I know the answer. I know the answer. The iPad, the, the I, Twitter is on the iPad. Okay. Um, Instagram <laughs> is on the phone because okay. I just like, I don't know. What's on the like, laptop screen? Oh, well, you, you're, you're, more of a la- you're more of an iPad than a laptop guy, right? Yeah. No, okay. no, no, yeah. no. The laptop is shut. Okay. No, like, right. and, and then, <laughs> like, I heard that a dude, that that dude, Matt McClung, from the G League. He's a, you got, I, caught, I, up. You I, got I, caught up. You got caught up. He's a sixer now. He's a sixer now. He's on two. He could be from Cardinal Howard for all I care. Like, be. I don't, like, this is, this is the lengths people are getting. They're getting G League Bulls to, like, yeah. headline all-star games. Mac, Mac McClunkin can, can, can dunk. He got, he got bounced. <laughs> He, like he is my he is he, I will put money on him to win it. 
That being said, I, just just a question. Yes, you couldn't find anyone in the A League, in the A League, to join the dunk contest. There are three other guys in the A League. <laughs> We've had this discussion on this podcast, and we're not going to have it because again, you don't care anymore. But the discussion with all these events on Saturday night, well, not not these events, the the formerly premier premier event on Saturday night, the dunk contest. None of these dudes care anymore. You got to pay them. That's it. No, just no, no. Like I'd say, just in general, All Star Weekend. Because for the longest time, NBA All Star Weekend was the best. Yep. The the dunk, like the festivities and the game. Somehow along the way, which I think a lot of NBA because the NBA is I don't like, and it isn't just me because I've read the NBA is losing its way a little bit because like I don't know like with like I don't know just dudes just missing games, not game. Like, you have so many dudes missing games that, like, I don't know, this isn't, a, like, they, re- like, for a league that's trying to, like, emphasize the importance of the regular season, they're doing a really good job of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and I, I feel that, like, I don't know, like, this is, like, there has to be a happy medium of player empowerment, which I think everyone agrees that is is important. But let's not let the players on the league please and, and it's funny because and you're right you know there's guys missing tons of games because of load management or whatever have you whatever you want to call it all that said these rights deals are coming up for the nba pretty soon and the nba is in line to triple their their tv deals that they have going on right now so despite all that they're going to make a lot of money over the next couple of years whether it's uh abc not abc uh nbc getting back into the game because nbc apparently wants the nba rights back from espn and nbc or abc or a team of, you know, an outfit like Apple trying to get into the game like they have with MLS and, and baseball. So it's interesting to see what it was going to happen. I knew, Deanne, when I asked you the question, I knew that you have zero desire to turn, tune on, tune in to All-Star Weekend, at least Saturday, anyway. I don't know about Sunday. I know you, I know you hate Sunday, too, but yeah. <laughs> I know you really, I know you really I, hate Saturday now. No, no, um, no. You know what? I might hate, I might hate both equally. Like, okay. I, like, like, who's even in the dunk contest? Do I even know who the hell's in you the dunk contest? You know who's in the, I, I will look up. Yeah, I will effort this right now, but I promise you, you know the dunk contest. Well, Aaron you know, Gordon for the not, for, for the ninth time. Is he back in it? Did, 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 I don't said, know. He said he was thinking about it. All right, so in the dunk contest, we have, uh, do you know K.J. Martin? Who? Kenya, Kenya Martin's son, K.J. Martin. Sure, yeah. Okay, Trey, Trey Murphy? Troy Murphy? No, Trey Murphy. That's a different guy. Uh, Jer- and Jericho Sims. I- I'm assuming that um, okay. Then the Jericho right. Sims plays for the Knicks. There you I, go. I there we Say, go. Uh, there we go. So yeah, like so you- no, like this shows you. And I like I think only the maybe in the last year and a half, I I saw who like but the potential number one pick in next year's draft was. I couldn't pick him out of like it. it if he like bumped into me at Wawa, I would have no idea who this gentleman is. Like, it's weird how like I don't know. Like, I just feel like I don't know. Like over time, if the product doesn't interest you enough, you kind of just trend away from it ever so slowly. And then a year and a half, you have no idea who like the like I don't know. Like like who like when did when did the picks coming from the G League? That like the top picks come from the G League start happening because isn't that like an only recent thing? Yeah, so the G League has and again not to get too far in the weeds, but the G Sorry. League has their, no, that's fine. The G League has kind of an independent. Scoot team. Henderson yes. or Scoop Henderson? Well, is it Scoot. Scoot or Scoop? 
Yeah, Scoot, Scoot, like Ron, okay. Scoot. Yeah, so Scoot Henderson. Okay. So the G League has its own like, kind of a quote unquote independent team that's not affiliated with any team Ignite. called the Ignite. And a lot of the high the high profile college guys, or excuse me, high school guys, go there instead of going to college for a year. Yeah, so Scoot Henderson's probably going to be the number two pick this year. He plays for the Ignite. Um, Victor Wembanyama from France yeah. is, is the number one guy. But yeah, but that's that's only happened. Last two or three years, it's been it's been with the I think the Ignite's been around for three years, maybe. Because wasn't the um, what's the Filipino kid or like the half Filipino uh, uh, Jalen Smith? No, 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 Jalen. Oh, Jalen Green. Yes, Jalen Green. Yes. Oh my God! And I'm not even playing radio. I'm not even playing character. I like I. I, isn't there a Jalen Smith on another team? There, oh, there's like seventeen. There's seven Jalen Smiths. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> no, yeah. like I, like I, I don't know. Like I, I feel like I, I feel that like I don't know. Like for me personally, I feel apathy towards the NBA because I feel apathy towards the Sixers. I feel that like I don't know. It, it's Groundhog Day. It's like another season of SVU. We know how it ends. Like I don't know. So let's. So like I don't know. Like let's just fast forward to the end of the season, please. Well, there is one team that you do not feel apathy towards, and that is the Philadelphia Eagles, who unfortunately lost Super Bowl 57, 38-35, to the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, again, a very entertaining game. One of the more entertaining games, Super Bowls, that that we've ever seen um, in our lifetimes. And a lot of people have you know their issues with how it ended. But again, a very entertaining game. Um, let's start off, again, like, let's kind of quickly run down um, the game real quick again. I hate to you know be play by play quarterback, but I, I think it's important to kind of run down this game because Eagles had a, had a very good run. It was a very entertaining game going both ways. Again, Eagles marched down the field for the opening drive touchdown. Chiefs responded with the the Kelsey touchdown on, on their drive. Um, AJ Brown scored on the first play of the second quarter, the deep ball to make the score fourteen to seven. But then the game flipped when Jalen Hurts fumbled the ball, picked up by the Chiefs for a scoop and score, made the game fourteen fourteen. So let me ask you at that point. When that scoop and score happened uh, with with Jalen Hurts and 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 that and that touchdown, what was your what was your feeling on on the outlook of that game? It didn't really change. I, I, I mean, like I thought that turnovers would impact the game. However, I felt comfortable. Like I, I felt in the first half, the Eagles like controlled the tempo of the game, and like I don't know, like I and, and I think that like I don't know, like you. They went to like a 24-14 lead at halftime. Right. I still can't believe that like they are in the annals with the Atlanta Falcons. That like I didn't <laughs> even want to it's, it's not that level. It's not that level. No, no, but like they were they were two of the only teams that had like they before this game, teams that had the lead at halftime were twenty-six and one. You know what they are now? They're twenty-six and two. Yeah, no, it's it's not often that you have a lead, especially a double digit lead. In the Super Bowl, and as Chris mentioned, and, and don't bring it home. But you're, but you know, he's right. Like after after that fumble, you know, the Eagles scored another touchdown on a 12 play drive to, to make it 21 to 14, and then uh, Jake Elliott with a field, excuse me field goal at the gun made it 24 to 14 at the half. Again, the Eagles only allowed Patrick Mahomes to have one scoring drive in the first half. And so so that, Roy, did the field go to hell in at like ha- at halftime, or was it bad the entire? Because I'm, I'm I'm trying to like. See where the excuses are because frankly it's getting a little it's getting a little weak that like I don't know like yeah. and even Howie Roseman said like I don't know in like the in his like like I don't know post mortem both teams were on the field I didn't see like I know the Chiefs won I didn't see them I didn't see Kurt Jones complaining. Listen, I 
I'm not going to be the field guy today. I'm going to say that the field was bad the whole entire game. And like you said, both teams and like how it's <laughs> it, both teams played on the field. Chris Jones, you know, you had to rush on that field. Frank Clark had to rush on that field. You know what? The field was good enough for – it was good enough for uh, Isaiah Pacheco to, to get his yards. It was good enough for, for – I did Mahomes. see him slipping a lot. I did see him for Patrick, Patrick Mahomes to kind of kind of make that 26-yard rush. In the, you in would the think – you would think a guy with a, with, with a very bum wheel – would 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 have trouble with a bad field. I didn't see him slipping. Uh, listen, if you want to like, listen, the field was trash. And again, George Toma, please retire. However, I ain't making excuses for that. That's not where I'm putting the blame. No, even even a guy, even a player on the Eagles, his name is Jason Kelsey, was like, "Yo, man, I like, I actually personally like, like, I don't know, like, solve the puzzle. They like, they're like, I don't know, like, it's one of those things where like, just using a field." Uh, like a field, yeah, a yeah. bad field as an excuse. That's like San Francisco 49er week. So like, I don't know, like I understand that like they're upset, but like, I don't know, like just like, I don't like, you know, the defense was thoroughly outplayed and outcoached. There isn't like, I don't know, like I, I don't even know how to do a pie chart because I equally think they're all, they're all guilty. They're all as like, I don't know to blame because really like, and if we're being honest, like I don't know, like that the Eagles' offensive line was wasn't as good as it's like. I really feel like I don't know, like because for two weeks the entire media football world was gassing up the Eagles' line, defensive line, offensive line, and I'm sorry, like disrespect is a real thing, and I I guarantee you those Chiefs players felt some sort of way. They're like, okay, okay, no, and like. They came at it, and, and I feel that, like, I don't know, like, especially in the second half, that the, the Chiefs' defensive line came to play, and obviously the Chiefs' offensive line came to play. I think uh, after Mahomes, they're the co-MVPs. Like, I don't know, they, like, not even, like, holding the Eagles' pass rush at bay because they did that in space. 150 yards on the ground, and even if you take away that, 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 that scoot from Mahomes, 123 yards on like like almost six yards of carry. Like I don't know. I feel like n- them not putting the Chiefs in obvious third and long situations is, other than Mahomes being born, is like I don't know. I, I feel like I don't know. That's the second reason why they won this game. Yeah. No. You, you talk about that second half because the the Chiefs definitely came out and looked the, the better part. Every bit the better part. The second team, the better team in that second half. Got the opening possession of that third quarter, drove right down the field on the ensuing drive. Uh, that was the one that was punctuated by the Quez Watkins uh, non-catch slash drop of the deep ball that would have given the Eagles first and goal inside the seven, um, up 24 to 21. Eagles wound up having a 17-play drive um, regardless, um, but they had to settle for a field goal, making that uh, giving them a 27-21 lead. But then again, KC marched right back down the field, dominating, um, you know, the offensive dominated the uh, Eagles defensive line. Kadarius Tony that touchdown in the flat that gave KC the 28 to 27 lead three and out by the Eagles. And then that punt return, the awful punt return, which, again, a lot of people want to want to blame um, Sipos on that one. There were guys like who could have made a tackle on that. Like, I don't know if I'm wrong on this, but like there was like three guys like next I, was, <laughs> I was a special teams coach back. Because it, yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah, Michael Clay because it wasn't way, folks. because it wasn't just this game, and I like I don't know it lost in like all the analysis because isn't like all of this like paralysis of analysis like I don't know like like 
because people are are showing these like I don't know these plays were like I don't know like at, like where the Chiefs like mi- mixed up the motion and like I don't know like they had guys that like that like I don't know like screwed it back like the like I I really feel like I don't know like the Eagles had the answers to to the test it just happens that Andy rechanged the test like I don't know but isn't that what and I I think Eagles fans well like just took Andy Reid lightly. He's an all-time great coach. And, like, I don't know, him and the enemy, like, like knew, like, I don't know, came with a counter. They they had a counter to the counter. And kudos to that. But if we're being honest, Roy, like, I don't know, this all comes down to one guy. And the guy just literally limped, literally limped and just carried his team. Because Travis Kelly didn't get many catches in, in the second half. He was throwing... I would say he was throwing the Marvin Mar- Marvel's Mar- MVS. Sorry, he didn't even have a catch. So all the dudes that were getting touches were Sky Moore, TikTok Boy, and a guy who got cut by the or traded by the new the, the New York Giants. Like that is that is carrying a team. Yeah, Kadarius Tony had that first touchdown, but then after that punt return, like as you mentioned, Sky Moore had that second touchdown. Um, again, similar play design from the first from the first play. Given, given the Eagles from the previous touchdown, uh, given the Chiefs' 35-27 uh, lead. Kudos to Jalen Hurts, though, for leading that team right back down the field. Again, a lot of people were a little a little nervous at that point, but Jalen Hurts led the birds right back down the field thanks to a 45-yard bomb to Devontae Smith. Third rushing touchdown of the game, made it 35-33, and then a two-point conversion after that, 35-35. Listen, before that point right there, or at that point right there, the Chiefs' second-half possessions were – Touchdown, touchdown, and a touchdown after that long punt return. All you want is a stop. Like, all you're asking your one, defense to do is one, one stop. One. Give me one stop, get the ball back, and make something happen. They Give literally, quite literally, not figuratively, the, the literalist of literal did not stop the Chiefs on one play in the second half. No. Not one. No. No, and of course, the biggest play, the play that everybody will remember, or well, that that will they'll point to in Super Bowl Fifty Seven, was the James Bradbury uh, holding call, defensive holding call on third and seven, uh, with less than two minutes to go. That would have extended the Chiefs' drive. That allowed the Chiefs to basically run out the clock, kick the kick a field goal with I think ten seconds left, and not give the Eagles a chance to to kind of come back after that. Again, there's a lot to point to. I'm not again. I'm not going to be the field guy. I'm not going to be the James Bradbury guy. Um, I'm if anything, I'd, I'd probably be more so the, the Quez Watkins guy or the how do you let a dude with a bad ankle run for 26 yards guy? But no, there's a lot of things. All right, all right, all right. We're gonna take the un, we're gonna take the tr- the le- the path less traveled. What under what dude under the radar isn't getting enough heat for for, for like what play is isn't getting talked up talked about enough as a tie changer uh well just in general i just i'll just mention i, I don't think the mahomes runs are getting talked about enough because it's like yo it's like i think i'm pretty sure it was second down but i mean it's like you can't let that man run for 26 like that game that ran that run put the game away like it was like yeah. more than the bradbury because again if bradbury doesn't get called for hold oh. hold there the bradbury call did not cost them the game you know what caused them the game Linville joseph and indomitian student forgetting how to stop the run no, I, I feel like I don't know. Like, I I don't know. Like, for me, 
I feel that the biggest culprit in like all like the loss is the inability to stop the run. It, the inability to because when you stop the run, you're controlling the tempo. They did not cause the Chiefs to punt at all. At all. No, I mean it's it's look, Mahomes 27 21 of 27, uh, 182 yards, three touchdowns, you know, in addition to what he did on the ground. Pacheco, as you mentioned, 76 yards, he had a touchdown. Travis Kelsey, like you mentioned this before, Travis Kelsey did most of his damage in the first half. He had to see finish first quarter. And, first quarter. <laughs> he finished with six and eighty-one for for a touch. But again, like eighty percent of that stuff. I think he had two catches. <laughs> who was getting so then who the hell was getting thrown the ball from quarters two and a half to four? Again, like you said, TikTok boy. Uh and well, you said well, you said it was was it uh, you said MBS had no catches, right? So it was TikTok boy. No, he had. Pacheco. I don't even think he had a target. Yeah, I got. I got to look. Yeah, it was TikTok boy Pacheco, Sky Moore again, a rookie. But Kadarius Tony. Kadarius Tony, who like was like left for dead by the Giants. Um, yeah, and yeah, Jarek McKinnon. There you go. And Justin Watson, who again who's like their fifth wide receiver. See, no, like, but like, I think this is, but I, I, I feel like I don't know, like. This is why I always felt Mahomes was, was the most valuable play. Man, the dudes that he has around him kind of suck. Like, not, I don't, not, very, I, not very good. Receiver, I, I don't – yeah, like, I don't even know if you can put kind of there. Like, I don't know. Like, Juju Smith-Schuster was almost an afterthought. He got signed on a one-year contract. Guarantee they don't sign his Call of Duty playing ass anymore. Like, Kadarius Tony was literal like, – like, the Giants who have no talent. Absolutely, they're like, nah, we'll trade him for a third round pick. Sky Moore, I think he might have had 10. Like, this is – the offense was literally Mahomes to Travis Kelsey, and then let's hand the ball – like, the, their first their first round pick from a few years ago was inactive, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Like, their, their, their top running back was a seventh round pick from Rutgers and a journeyman in Jared McKinnon. Like, I don't know. This is like – if this doesn't tell you how a quarterback just literally like just galvanizes an entire organization, I don't know what to tell you. Well, just one, and I want to circle back to your point, and I want to, I want to, I want to twist your analogy a little bit. I think Andy Reid and the KC offense, Eric Bieniemy and Patrick Mahomes, I think they had the answers to the Eagles' test. I think the Eagles had the test, and the Eagle and the Chiefs found that like the teacher's guide with the answers in the back. And they had the answers before because, again, you saw, and we've seen it on social media all week, like we saw what, you know, like the play that the Chiefs saw when they were preparing for the Super Bowl, the touchdown that the Jaguars scored with the guy in the flat and the Eagles not, co- not co- you know, playing zone and not covering that man who came out of out of the backfield. The Chiefs, like, ran that, basically ran that a similar play twice and had two guys for wide open touchdowns. Who do you had- blame that on? Do you blame that on the coordinator or do you blame that on the players? Oh, that's, the co- that's coaching. That's coaching. Because again, like in the like after after Jaguar week, you watch the film, you see where you got burned, and you say, "Hey, when this happens, we have to do X." Okay, do X. It happened twice. Like this is disgusting. Like that's on the coach. I, like I again, we are not as hard on. Or we weren't as hard on Jonathan Gannon as most people. That's on the coach. I'm sorry. Like that's coaching. Like you. Yeah. Gotta no, clean, I think so. You got to clean that stuff up. You have. No. To. However, I don't like. I, I really feel like, I don't know, like this is an equal pie distribution of coming up small. The, we, we were talking about Hassan Reddick in like all-time medieval terms. Like, and where was he at? 
He 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 was the first one complaining about the field. Heard he was better Didn't than Jerry he... Rice. Heard he was better than Jerry <laughs> Rice this week, last week. <laughs> oh no, Reggie White. No, and he like I Jerry Rice. He's a, Reggie, I'm he, sorry, Reggie no, White. Reggie and, White. Heard he's better than Reggie White. I'm sorry. And once again, the secondary. I like I, I like I, I'm going to put it on the players, man. There was too much miscommunication. Like there was a lot of. I feel like there was too much gambling. Where like they saw something. And like I don't know, on like a screen or like some or, or like some sort of like no, like how many times did they try to bite on like a screen to make a play and there was a guy wide open? Like right. no, but that is this secondary that hasn't made plays in weeks trying to make a play. And but once again, like I feel it's a it's an equal pie of blame where like you're, you're blaming the D line. I mean, I don't know what the hell you want from the linebackers, linebackers or whatever. But, like, the secondary, I think, came up as small as the D-line. Eagles defense, zero takeaways, zero sacks. Now, I will say this, again, not to play devil's advocate, but I will say Patrick Mahomes did get the ball out. Um, in yeah, two, he, in, he did. Two, yeah, in two and a half seconds, 56% of the time, which is well but I think, average. But I think that's where the inability to stop the run kills you because – you can hold you, you can get rid of the ball when it's third and five. If it's third and seven, you might need this to hold hold the rock a little bit. Right. right. Guys gotta get open. Right. No, but yeah, so yeah, so the defense, again, if you're if we're doing the pie chart of blame, the defense gets the lion's share, defense coaching staff, however you want to break it down, gets the lion's share of it. But the offense came to play. I mean, kudos to the offense. Um, 35 minutes, 47 seconds time of possession for the offense, eleven of eighteen on third down. Uh Devontae Smith. Seven catches, 100 yards. Uh, A.J. Brown, 96 yards in the touchdown. Dallas Goddard, 60 yards on six catches. Well, let me say, I say the passing game. I mean, let me say that. Because the running <laughs> game and the run blocking for the offensive line was was T-R-A-S-H, trash. 17 rushes and 45 yards by the Eagles running backs. Miles and Sanders, no, hold on, no, but you Miles know Sanders, what? Miles yeah. Sanders injured his wrist on the first play of the game, missed a couple of series, and looked like he wanted no parts of getting hit the rest of that game. Yeah. I don't know. No, but no, no, but Roy, you know what? We give them flowers all the time and said that this was the best offensive line of all time, the best Eagles offensive line. Gotta call out that that offensive line for not run blocking. I, I mean, like that was like for me, and I feel it's like hard to nitpick an offense that scored thirty five points because really, like ninety nine games out of a hundred, if you score thirty five points in the Super Bowl, you sure as hell better win that game. And but I feel that like. They didn't control that tempo much in that game. Like, I don't know. It's weird. Like, that feel that, like, the explosive plays were there. But you know what? Like, I don't know. But I, I feel that in the second half, the Chiefs just – they just had – they just got up. They just said, no. And, and you saw Chris Jones on the sideline literally screaming at his defense line, no, this ain't happening. And I feel that they stepped up. They stepped up. Like I don't know, stopping the run and like I don't know, they they made some timely like uh like blitzes. Shout out Spags. No, I feel that like I don't know. The second half just was like they scored, but they didn't control the game, and I felt that that was in the cards. Like and I, like that's why I feel a little disappointed in that offensive line that they. I feel Roy, they were the most guaranteed entity in the Super Bowl. You were going to get good pass blocking and good run blocking all game, and you didn't. But again, I'm going to go back to your original point. If you score 35 points, 
That should be. It doesn't enough. matter how it, it doesn't matter how you score it. it, it like you have third, three five. It don't matter if you like stunk for like a quarter and a half. I don't care if you tell me before the game that the Eagles scored thirty. We're going to score 30, 35 points last Sunday. And again, I don't care if it's five Jalen Hurts passes to passing touchdowns. <laughs> I don't care if it's five Miles Sanders rushing touchdowns. I don't care if you told me thirty five points. I'd be like, you know what? The defense should be in. That should be. That should be enough. We should be fine. And it wasn't. And again, this was 35 legit points. Like, this wasn't like short field points or anything like that. Fluky points, turnover points. Nah, no, nah, they drove down the field and, and scored 35 points. Wasn't enough. Oh, well, I know, actually, well, four touchdowns because remember they oh, had yeah, the, uh, yeah, the, yeah. the ball. But still, yeah, but right. still, your defense, like, did what? And you know, I hate to say it, it kind of lends to this, this thought around the league among not just fans, apparently players. Like, I don't know, like, you're hearing players say it. Was the Eagles' defense a little overrated? I don't know. If, did you see the, the stat from, from Shio Kapadia? A friend of the show, no. Shio Kapadia. So he said in the last, in the Eagles' last 400 games, Sunday's defensive performance ranked 391st in expect, <laughs> expected EPA per drive and then 395th in success rate. <laughs> out of 400? Out of the last 400 games. So that's going to what the last twenty, like twenty plus years, twenty five years. Yeah, this includes postseason and regular season, so twenty five years. So yeah, so basically back to the nineties, like back to the mid nine, mid to late nineties. All of the and again, there have been some trash Eagles teams back going back then. I mean, this this goes back to the the Peterson McNabb pre Peterson McNabb era. All right, so this is a long time ago. Um, yeah, so three hundred ninety first in EPA per drive, three ninety fifth in success rate. There you go. No I snacks, like no takeaways. Like, like at, at some, but Roy, the the whole not getting takeaway thing has been a thing for months. Like, I feel that, like, like honestly, I feel the last game that they really took the ball away was that um, that game that we went to. <laughs> like, like I feel that it's been like I don't, but <laughs> I feel that it's weird to say they're too reliant on the defensive line. That isn't that what you want. They don't blitz like. I don't know, and, and I see the stat where it's hard to like look at the like not to look at the quarterbacks that they that they played this season. It is like I don't know the list of quarterbacks is pretty horrendous. No, it's, it's it's a bad list of quarterbacks. Like I can't even you can't even sugarcoat it. But no, no, you make a good point. Like I think, yeah, I think they're probably over relying on pass protection uh, or pa- uh, the pass rush to to for this defense because again, you saw. When you don't have one, like you saw the defense, which is kind of weird because, again, you have guys, theoretically, who can make plays on the ball. Like you have a Bradbury, you have a CJGJ who was back. You have Slay, you have Avante Maddox. Like these guys can, you know, like they can make plays when the ball's in the air, but I guess they're once all again, overly this is, on the pass rush. But no, no, but this is what happens when you lose a Super Bowl. You literally are creating, you're like creating right. grass and all stuff. Like, I don't know, like – too rely on a pass rush. This has never been thought thought of ever. But like something happened in the last two months, and because like I like like because remember like obviously they're not going to get five turnovers a game like they were getting in the beginning of the season. However, they were not turning like the the Bears over. They weren't right. turning. I don't know, like the Giants the over. Giants, Did, yeah. yeah, like I, I I don't know. They're there was something like a like a miss, and I don't know what it is. And apparently, but I feel that like those bad trends come to a head against 
in the Super Bowl against a really against the second best team or or the best team in the NFL. But, but I mean, yeah, maybe it's as simple as this, right? If you give the best quarterback in the world enough time, they'll just pick you apart. And that's just probably just what happened. I mean, that's what happened in the second half. Yeah, I mean, no, good. I feel no, I feel that like the Kansas City offensive line. Yeah. They were they were a good offensive line. It's not like they were terrible. It's not like like they were two years ago when like the, the Buccaneers got eighteen sacks. Right. But I, like they probably, particularly the tackles, felt disrespected. They were like everyone kept saying, "Oh, tackles are the weak link. Tackles are the weak link." And you know what? I guarantee you, they got the tackles. Wiley and Orlando Brown's like, "F them." Like yeah. no, and like like they, I'm telling like. Disrespect is a pretty big motivator, man. And like I don't know, like, but to their to their credit, the entire line stepped up. Did you hear any of the the interior defensive players called at all? No, no, I, I know. Like that entire Casey line, and, and you mentioned like they're a really good line. They gave up, I think, only twenty six sacks this year. They're a really good offensive line, and you know, like out of all the disrespect that the Chiefs think they heard this year. The one they really heard was about the offensive line. Like, yeah, no one was saying yeah, no, Travis, this was a no rebuilding one, year. Yeah, for the, yeah. Geez, all due respect great. to Travis Kelsey, like, I don't know. That that might have been the most fugazi, like, a, attempt to, like, create disrespect. But, no, there was genuine disrespect to that offensive line. Yeah. Like, no, and, and honestly, probably that defensive line. Because, no, Roy, for the, for, the, for the entire two weeks, it was just like, oh, my God, Jeff Stoutland, Lane Johnson playing on a torn groin, like – Oh, Hassan Reddick, like I don't know, Brad, no. it was all gassing up of the Eagles' lines. Yeah, it was. Yeah, no, and again, the, the offensive line, the Chiefs did their job. Uh, the run blocking, at least for the Eagles, didn't do their job, but they did a pretty decent job uh, keeping Jalen Hurts clean. Jalen Hurts had a performance for the ages um, in Sunday's game. First player in NFL history to throw for 300 yards, run for 70 yards complete 70% of his passes and rush for three touchdowns in a game, not just a Super Bowl, not just the playoffs, not just a regular season in any game ever tied a Super Bowl record for most rushing touchdowns in a single game. And also had a 103.4 passer rating first quarterback in Super Bowl history to throw for 300 yards at 70%, 70% clip without an interception. And he had 18 total rushing touchdowns this season and postseason, most ever by a quarterback. We can again play the play, play the pie chart of blame game all you want to. The smallest sliver of that pie chart might belong to Jalen Hurts because that man showed out on Sunday. Honestly, I forgot that he even fumbled. That like that's how little. No, I I feel that like I don't know somehow in a season where he almost won an MVP, the Super Bowl was his coming out party. I think because like I don't know, I think people needed to see like I don't know. Excuse me. When when things weren't I, running ideally, because I feel that like the assumption for Hertz and the coaches is like they just operated like this like machine, and they just said, you know what, just drive it straight and don't like I don't know crash. The Sunday mm-hmm. the machine wasn't working, and Jalen Hertz I don't know delivered. I I asked myself, Roy, it's on par to what. Mr. BDN did a few years ago. Like it was like those were some of the throws he made. I had the same reaction to when Foles did five years ago. Like they were just like I don't know, like like one percent of of anybody are making these throws. It was like it was very impressive, and I don't know. Like I, I feel like 
he didn't need to do it for me, but like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I feel that because let's be honest, there hasn't been a lot of quarterbacks like this that, that are, that shine on the biggest stage. Like, cause usually in, in like the teams that won of the Super Bowl have been the pure passers. Jalen Hurts is the first guy that isn't the, the purest of passers, but you know what? When he needed to, he was passing the hell out of the ball. And I feel that like this is a start of a trend where like you don't need to be this like, I don't know, savant in the pocket. You need him to be the savant at times. And I and I hope that like I don't know, this starts the trend of like, let's not look into the same cave for this type of quarterback. I, I mean, Mahomes is an alien. He and like I mean, like, let's people are saying, oh, we gotta find the next Patrick Holmes. You ain't find the next Patrick Holmes. He is like he's a not he's not a human life form. He's not like I don't know. Quit. It's like you need, but you need to start finding different variations of quarterback. Like it's maybe it's still the podcaster. Maybe it's like a blend. But like that's what I feel like. I like I'm coming out reassured that like as long as you have hearts and as long as like Howie isn't asleep, that like I don't know, you'll be in the mix. Will Will I put five hundred dollars and say they'll be back? In the Super Bowl next year, absolutely not. Like I don't know, it's just the NFL is just too crazy that stuff happens every year. Would I put not five hundred, two hundred fifty bucks of my own money to say that the Eagles will make another Super Bowl appearance in the next five years? You know what? I'll take that bet. Yeah, I think that's a that's a decent bet. But as far as next year, it's going to be very difficult because no, look yeah, at- no, like that's why, like I don't know, they'll be in the mix. But I'm not saying they're pro- they're the prohibitive favorite. They're, there's no such thing as a prohibitive favorite unless you're the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I think it was one of the last 29 teams that have lost the Super Bowl made it back the next year. One of the last the one one out of the last 29 teams, I should say, if I didn't, uh, made the Super Bowl the next year. I think only one Super Bowl champion and the Super Bowl runner up in the last 50 years has gone on to win the, win the Super Bowl. So again, it's hard to, to be that runner up and come back and, and and win the Super Bowl or even get back there. Um, again, because look, this offseason is going to be an offseason of reckoning for the Eagles because they're going to have to pay Jalen Hurts. And Adam Schefter was on uh, 97.5 earlier this week. And he says, it's probably going to cost you $45 million a season. All right. So obviously you can do some cap magic. That's a starting, that's a yeah. starting point. Yeah, you can do some cap magic. He's still in his old deal. You can kind of make that first year cap hit not terrible. But again, $45 million is $45 million, right? And then you got a ton and I mean, a ton of free agents um, right now. You have Bradbury, you have Cox, you have Dillard, CJGJ, Edwards, Graham, Hargrave, Kelsey. Uh, I think Gard- Sam Malu. Gardner Minshew, Sam Malu, Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, um, Sue, Kaiser White. You have a ton of Hargrave. You got a ton of guys. You have, eight, like, I think it's 18 guys all together who are prominent free agents. They're not all coming back. All right. So you got to figure out who comes back and at what You place. got five first-round picks? <laughs> now I feel like I don't know. No, just imagine if they didn't have this. The, like, that's why I feel the Eagles are in a better spot than most teams yeah. because most teams don't have a top-10 pick in the first round. Yeah, the Eagles have a top-10 pick uh, and, and their number-30 pick um, in this year's draft. So they have that. And then next year, they also have the Saints' second-round pick. But just, just when it comes to this year. Um, they have again a top ten pick, which first you know teams who lose the Super Bowl don't typically have top ten picks, so they're in a position to kind of rebuild the cupboard or, or restock the cupboard when half these guys leave because half these guys are going to leave uh, this summer. But that being said, 
here are the 25 and under core players that they have on the contract. You have N'Kobe Dean, Milton Williams, Jordan Davis, Blankenship, Jurgens, Gainwell, Quez Watkins, but whatever. De- De- Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, your quarterback, Jalen Hurts, Landon Dickerson, uh, Kayvon Wallace, Josh Sweat, Jordan Mailata, Jack Driscoll, uh, Jack Stoll, Grant Calcaterra. And you have other guys who are just over 25. They're 26 to 20. Gaudy. Yeah, Maddox, Elliott, and Goddard. So I mean, so you have you have a pretty decent core. No, they, no, they don't, like it, it's just really like I don't know. Like you need, I, I said it. You're you need to. I, I don't know. Find another. I don't say diamond in the rough because there ain't no such thing as a diamond in the rough at ten. You need to find an immediate impact player at ten, like Devontae Smith. So, but let me ask you a question: Would you be opposed to them trading down? From ten, getting a future pick, getting a second round pick, you know, this year maybe a. What team is stupid year. enough to trade for the, trade with the Eagles at this point? Look, listen, like they're like teams love quarterbacks, man. And if there's a quarterback on the board at ten who's still on the board at ten, maybe some team is kind of intrigued and, and wants to make the move. I'm just saying. I mean, like the Eagles oh, no, I, I, have I, holes no, they need I, to fill. I yeah. am, I am, I am beyond second guessing Howie. If he wants to trade down fourteen times, I'll be like Howie. You know what you're doing. Like, no, like, I feel that, like, like you need to, like, have a nice balance of – there's also this thing as win-now mode. Like, I don't know. Half of your team is 25 years old. Why right. – like, why, like, let's, like, let's build let, – let's have an eye towards, like, I don't know, like, this season. Because, like, I don't know. There's also this thing as a window, man. Like, I don't know. Like, like, you, like this window is as, is as open as the following week. Because then, like, I don't know, like, you really need to, like, I don't know, just have something that, like, keeps it up and open. Just, you can't have the John, like, hammered down. Like, I don't know, like, and that's what I think flexibility does, is, like, I don't know, like, find this good mix of, like, I don't know. And I don't know if this team is it is willing. I, I don't, like, I don't know, like, are, are they willing to give, like, a massive deal to Gardner Johnson? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know if they are, um, but again, like I, I don't know what I don't know what their priorities. Like to me, out of the guys that we mentioned, like like who like, like who I would resign. Like he's probably one or two, like one of the first two guys. I probably no, but resigned. is there is, um, is 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 Gardner Johnson a sign under any circumstances guy? I think reasonable circumstances. I mean, again, like we're not gonna like overpay. You know, we're not gonna break the bank for trust. No, no we, but, it, if he's asking for fifteen million dollars a year. Yeah, no, no, that's that's not that's not the circumstances I'm looking for. <laughs> no, like like, you know, no, no, no. So you're asking him to take a discount? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. We're like fifteen is market rate for Chelsea Gardner. Yeah. Well, then the market is we got to. There's something wrong with the market. No, is <laughs> like is there a guy that like I don't know like are there just guys that are just priced out of like any sort of realistic contract that you're just gonna say thanks for the memories and. It, Enjoy that bag. Is a guy like Hargrave. Probably, like, probably say Amalu. Probably say Amalu's probably. Yeah. Price, oh my God. Say Amalu's going to get broke the yeah, hell he's, off. He's, he's going to get like almost like 12, 13 million dollars a year. I think Hargrave is going to get 17, 18 million dollars a year. I think Bradbury, Bradbury, James Bradbury was a, was a all pro. <laughs> he's going to get Hargrave is going to get that much? 17, 18? He, uh, I, I think he's rated as the sixth best free agent. Jeez. No, the Eagles have two of the top ten free top ten free agents in the entire class. Yeah, no, like if if Hargrave is going to get that much money, then thanks for the memories. See you, Isaac Sayomalu. Thanks for the memories. See you. I mean, you just can't you can't pay that. Like, you just can't. 
Um, yeah, Brad, Brad Bird is probably the same. Like you said, like Brad Bird played at all pro level. So it's like, I'd love to have him back, but just can't afford you. Uh, I, yeah, but so. then it comes down to, I mean, the OGs. What the hell do they do? Like, I, like, I, like, they're, probably I, all, they're probably all back. Um, I don't want to call, them a, to call it a discount, but they're probably all back at the similar numbers of what they had this year. All three would, of them? I would imagine. I would imagine. Graham, you're talking about Graham, Kelsey, and, and, uh, and Cox, right? Yeah. Yeah, I imagine they're all back at similar numbers. Because that's the thing. Could you imagine Fletcher Cox, like, being, let's just say, this dude was getting paid well, he- healthy the last few years. Yeah. And, like, I don't know, like, if you're Fletch at 30-something, mid-30s, do you just want to, like, go to the Falcons and get paid? No, 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 no. No, no. That's what I'm, like, like, I, like I, he doesn't want to go to the Falcons and get, get paid. But the Eagles, you know, can't pay him crazy money. So I think the, I think they'll come to some some reasonable agreement, like they did this year with the restructuring of his deal and all that other stuff. I think they'll come to some reasonable one year contract contract for him. Yeah, he's not he's not going to the Jaguars, like you know, like a, like on a, on a Hugh Douglas type of deal. And just, just yeah, paid. no, no, because yeah. I feel that is there a team? Uh, it would be a super team, but like I, I mean, like like an up and coming team that wants a veteran presence and pays Fletcher Cox like two hundred two and twenty two. I'm sure there probably is, but I don't think he would. I, I think he. I think all things considered, I think he'd, he'd take. Uh, so are these guys just? Eagles. So is this guy? Are, are these three just so embedded in Eagles culture? Like, well, they are the culture. Yeah. Like, yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. like so, are they just like they would need to? And like, and it appears that they all have good relationships. Remember when players didn't have good relationships with Harry Roseman? I feel that's like a, a, a like an old story now. Where like I think all these dudes are like yo. No man, Howie King. So like no, I and, and I feel that like these three guys, they want to just end their careers like yeah, the, the the way that like everyone wants to, and it's like dude, these like how many times has like Frank, like I guarantee you these guys probably have had times where they like, are like yo like me like I can leave. They didn't like I, I mean it would be massively weird to see like. I, I can't even say Jason Kelsey's another uniform because right? that would like break my heart. But like, even Brandon Graham, can you imagine Brandon Graham on like the Lions? No, I don't, I don't, to be honest, I don't think these guys have really ever thought about seriously leaving because, because you know, well, obviously they won a Super Bowl here. They're in, you know, embedded in the culture. But more like nothing for nothing, how he's paid all these guys, you know, reasonably well, like market value. And, market and, value. Yeah. Fletch was getting oh, paid yeah. for buys. Like, no, I, yeah. I mean, like somehow Fletch Cross got eight, seven and a half sacks this year. I have no yeah. idea how. Yeah. So I mean, like, like they're getting paid well. They get treated well. It's home. I mean, like, I, like, I get it. Um, yeah. So Howie, you know, Howie is a, is a is a kind of a constant thing here, um, but it's going to be a difference in the locker room itself because both coordinators are gone. Shane Steichen, new Colts head coach. Jonathan Gannon uh, took the HC job in Arizona. So. Gonna have to find new coaches on both sides of the ball. I assume Brian Johnson's probably gonna be the quarterback coach. He's probably gonna be promoted to offensive coordinator. That's what all the uh scuttlebutt is. Not sure what they're gonna do at DC, but again, it'll be a new guy. And again, whether you like Jonathan Gannon or not, when you replace two coordinators in the same offseason oh, and replace a bunch of guys, it's gonna be different. Oh right man, here. I can't wait to see the all oh, we miss JG. We miss him. No, no, I feel that like I like. Did Jonathan Gannon benefit from a completely loaded defense? He did. But to say that he had zero impact, like, I, I mean, if he had zero impact, Brandon Grant wouldn't have known his damn name. But, like, I heard a lot of these players speak glowingly of, like, the positions. I mean, Hassan Reddick, I mean, like, if you put, I don't know, Juan Castillo 
and like I don't know, like that room. Does Hassan Reddick get seventeen and a half sacks? Exactly. Yeah. No. Like, like this team, like again, Juan Castillo doesn't doesn't get that team to seventy sacks. Chauncey Gardner Johnson, this you know six interceptions in like nine games or whatever he had before he got hurt. Like no, like none of that stuff happens. You know they don't hold defenses, they don't hold the opposing offenses to 180 yards a game passing. Like that doesn't happen with with you know your your run in the middle you know warp uh, coordinator. So again, kudos to, to Jonathan Gannon, kudos to Shane Steichen. I forget heading co- get, getting head coaching jobs. Uh, all right, we have like eight minutes left. So I'm no, 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 no. Yeah. Well, sorry, I want to. Yes. How do you feel about the season? Like, I don't know. I think we said collectively that if they got to the Super Bowl, it would be considered a successful season. And I don't, my opinion hasn't changed. I mean, like, you ran into, like, an all, like, a potentially go quarterback. I don't know what the hell to tell you. Like, I don't know. Like, and you, and you kind of sold that, that the other head coach short, and he kind of ran circles around you. And, like, I don't know. Cole Calling plays corn dog. But, like, I don't know. Like, do you still have a, do you still look at the season with a fond eye? Oh, absolutely. No, we we talked about this months ago. You're like, yo, what's the what's the end game? Not the end game, but like, what's a, a successful season? Like, once you started out, you know, undefeated, the best team in the league, you had to get to the dance, and you got to the dance. I put a, put together a pretty decent, you know, you know, sixty minutes, all things considered. You know, you like you played just about well enough to win. Again, again you, you went to, you went toe to toe with Tyson. Yeah, you went toe to toe with Tyson. You went twelve rounds. and went to the went to the scorecards. You know, and you lost on a you lost on a decision. That's fine. I mean, like, it's not fine, but I mean, like you know, it's fine. No, but it's, it's okay. fine enough. Like, yeah, how many, no, no, because I think someone said, how many teams have a quarterback that could say, offhand, they got a dude that can go toe to toe with Mahomes. Right. Three. Yeah, I'm about to say, not many, man. Not very many. So again, so yeah, this season, if I had to grade it, it's an A, and I'm not gonna like there. I go sure, I'm not gonna tweak it. Well, it's an A season. Kudos to them. Hopefully, they can build build on it. But again, it's going to be difficult with everything that, that we talked about. All right, I have a few questions I want to ask you rapid fire before we yes. get to the wrestling stuff. I heard some people say this, but really quick: Is this the greatest Eagles team ever? No. Um, Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson. I don't know what you thought. I thought they were pretty good. I think they're awesome. I think they're. I, I think Greg Ol- Kevin Burkhart is the most parentally underrated broadcaster if anything like he is he's on that iron eagle that like doesn't have the marquee name but is good at anything he covers baseball whatever and greg olson's great i I like i like once again like i don't know like is he bringing seats is he putting fannies in the seats probably not is the other dude that they're bringing in putting fannies in the seats unfortunately yet no no nobody puts fannies we'll have this discussion another time these guys don't put fannies in the seats, man. They don't. No, like, no. But do you think Mr. Giselle does? No, nobody does. That's why I don't get this. We don't. Again, I, I love that oh, yeah. conversation. We'll we'll do this off air. But these guys don't don't do it, man. They don't do it. But anyhow, but Greg Olson was good. Kevin Burkhart was good. They're really good. They might be my number one team now. Like they were. They were really good. Were oh really no, good. no, no! Like they are. My favorite team is Iron Eagle and whoever the hell with him. I think Iron Eagle's the best. Like, I don't know. Like, Charles Davis is fine. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like he's very, very knowledgeable, knows his stuff, but it, it doesn't translate to television. I need some sort yeah, of, like, I, agree. I need some juice. Like, I and like that. And I, I think Aikman has gotten better with that. Like, he's smart, but, but, like, he's entertaining, too. But, like, I don't know. But, no, Greg Olson is fantastic. All right, really quick. I assume you were you enjoyed the Rihanna concert. Who would you like to see at halftime next year? 
I don't know. Like, I, I they they run out of all the non-threatening acts. I, I mean, run out? no, we can't get a no. Taylor Swift concert next year. No, no, you're talking about an act I want to see. No, we can't get, a, we can't get an, usher, an usher next year. No, 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 no. What about the dude that's Goodell's homie? The dude that's like I don't know, making all the moves behind the scenes, behind the scenes. I guess. I mean, like, I guess. Sure. Come on. I know. I know he a lazy ass bum now. But like, <laughs> can't you like? I don't know. Like, cause I, I mean, isn't that like? I don't know. Like, isn't he the last like non threatening big act that like they haven't gotten? I mean, yeah, who, they who, got. Like, who's, who's never ever done it? Yeah. I, I mean, they got like they put Eminem on there for God's sake. I mean, like, like. Yeah, but it was like an ensemble. No, but I, I'm sure he could call up little baby. Or like that 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 Ruben group chat. Yeah, I mean, like I'm I'm sure at some point he's probably going to do it. He's probably waiting for the right time to do it. But I mean, like Jay Z and friends. Listen, you could throw Taylor Swift out there. You could throw I don't know if he's problematic. You could throw Harry Styles out there, right? Like you could throw somebody out there. I know man. Was like somebody's you know like assistant one time or whatever it was. No, 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 I man. I, no, man. You know what? I'm. We started this trend. I just needed to see black music for the rest of it. Like, cause that's, wow. I'm sorry. Like, wow. no, I, I, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, Rih- no. Like, and, and a testament, Rihanna has endless bangers. I forgot bangers. how many bangers she has. Banger after banger. Banger after, after banger, banger after banger. Yeah, she got a catalog. Yeah, for sure. All right, really quick. We had a couple minutes left. Elimination <laughs> Chamber this Sunday, excuse me, this Saturday um, in Montreal today, later tonight. There are five matches on the card, okay? The two matches... Well, again, the two non-elimination chamber non-title matches. You got Lashley versus Lesnar. That's cute, whatever. Edge and Beth Phoenix versus Balor Ripley. That's cute, whatever. Six-way dance for the U.S. title. They're trying to make the U.S. title matter. Um, six-way dance. I forget who's all in the match, but I think we all know it's going to go the Austin Theory way. But again, who knows? Six-way dance for the Raw Women's Title shot against At Mania. Again, I assume Oscar gets wins that, but who knows? We'll find out tonight. But of course, the big match on the card. <laughs> Roman Reigns, the Sami Zayn. We got like two minutes left. What are, like we've seen the build up and the promos and all this stuff going on with this. How do you think this all shakes out on Sunday, on Saturday? Jeez, tonight. Oh no, I feel that like I don't know. Like I think that I don't know. Like everyone who has been involved in this storyline in the last six months shows up. I feel like Jay just has that like i don't know me moment where like the kid in like the desk like i don't know panics and like can't think and he super kicks sammy zane Ooh, super kick sammy zane uh denies him a shot for the title so that of course would lead to a probable sammy zane and assume allegedly probably kevin owens versus the usos um, for the title at WrestleMania, so no Sami Zayn, Cody Rhodes, Roman no, Reigns. No, no, I, I feel like like don't you need to get everyone involved, like who's been a part of this in a bit, like in the entire, like in a big program. Because if you do the Sami thing, what the hell are the Usos gonna like? Like the Usos, like who who are they gonna wrestle? The Banger Brothers? Yeah, they don't really have anything to do. With, <laughs> no, with, with, like no, like Sammy's, like uh... no, because don't you? Because I'm so, like I'm. I like that's almost like it's not a co-main event, but it's on the mark. It's on the top of the marquee if you do KO and Sammy versus the Usos. Like you got the 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 endless history with, with KO and Sammy. You got the bloodline stuff. I feel like I don't know. Like I, I feel it to do everybody right. 
and not just Sam. Like, dude, Sammy's gonna Sammy's getting a week's worth of moments right now. He's like the king. He's like the king of Montreal this week. Yeah, no, he'll, he'll get the headline, a pay per view in his home country, in his home city. You know, right before you know for the title. You know, right before WrestleMania, and then probably this will lead to the culmination of all this stuff at WrestleMania, where we'll have, like you said, a big time match. So again, this is a bad. This is a good deal for Sami Zayn. Like he makes out okay, we make out okay, and and, and you know, it's, it's, and we got to stop storyline. And we got to put respect on that, Mister Mister Cody Rhodes, because this dude is popping out yeah. promo after promo. Like, this, no, this is what happens when you got the mega baby face. He is. He's hot. Like, yeah, and like yeah. I don't know. Like, you watch, you watch the crowds. Everyone got nightmare shirts on. Everyone's buying those that waist, that 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 that, that belt. I, I don't know. Like, I feel like I don't know. It it feels like sappy, like coin to say. This is you want a true tribe made event, one on one, not some triple threat thing. Yeah, no, this is absolutely you know what we're looking forward to. But we got to get out of here. Thank you everybody for listening. One hundred six point five FM, WPPM LP Philadelphia. But until next week, we are out of here. Mister Domingo, take us out, please. Have a great weekend, everyone. See you guys. For Mervis Diamond Importers, I'm Ronnie Mervis. Along the edge of the African continent lies an isolated coast where millions of diamonds have been hurled by a volcano into the sea. For centuries they've been scattered by the waves. Entry to the area is forbidden. 200 miles of coast are guarded by dogs and electric fences. A constant battle is fought against the fierce Atlantic Ocean to harvest the seabed. Giant earth movers shift the beach sand searching for diamonds. The diamonds that are recovered are excellent. Mervis imports them to DC and for three generations has offered them to you. When you're thinking world-class diamonds, visit Mervis Diamond Importers. You'll be impressed at the amazing beauty of our incredible collection. Mervis Diamond Importers. Mervis means more diamonds, much better quality, and the most value. Mervis is the ringleader for the latest engagement rings and wedding bands. Easy financing is available. For an appointment, go to MervisDiamond.com or call 800-HER-LOVE. That's MervisDiamond.com or 800-HER-LOVE.